The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. Today on our show, we're speaking with the new executive director of Dress for Success. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. We are joined today with the new executive director for Dress for Success, Sarah Rothenflutch. Um, and it's it's sort of it's it's a little funny to be talking about dress for success. You're wearing a very nice blazer, um, but this is the radio. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I want to talk about the organization in a bit, but I want to talk about you and your background a little bit first um, because I think it's it's interesting. You're coming at this job in in some regard from a radio journalism background. You were with OPB for over 10 years, for, for 12 years. Um, for our listeners, that's another radio station you may have heard of. Uh, um, and you were with Think Out Loud and executive producer for State of Wonder, which was a wonderful show that April Bear, a longtime radio personality uh, in town, hosted. Um, that's a long lead up to the question of how does working for OPB how does working in radio, how does that inform you for this new job? Yeah, well, I, you know, the last few years at OPB, I also ran the newsroom as the executive editor of news there. So I certainly went through the whole gamut of the kind of things we were doing at OPB. And one of the big things that I think really translates is the idea of storytelling. So it's not so much radio and even working at OPB, we really sort of transformed our thinking from being a radio program to being a news organization based around storytelling. And that's what I really think of here as I meet women here, as I meet our staff and volunteers, it's about the stories that these women bring, right? And the stories of their life. That's the parallel for me. And certainly, I mean, and and storytelling is also about presentation and and presentation of of where you're coming from and where you want to go. And and uh, again, we haven't talked yet about what dress for success is, but a lot of or some of what you're talking about is about presentation. Is that fair? Some to of say? it, yes. Oh yeah, a little bit. Um, and that's actually something that really drew me to dress was the fact that a lot of people think it's about the blazer, right? It's about the clothes that a, a woman is given, a clo- clothes that a woman wears. That's a part that helps someone have the confidence when they walk into a job interview, for example. But man, what drew me is so much more. It's that it takes a woman through that whole journey from how to step into the interview to how to have the interview skills, how to use LinkedIn. We run through practice sessions with them. They get to speak to people who are on on hiring boards across many industries. 
And then it goes all the way into a program where we stay with a woman once she's got the job. It's like, how do you keep it? How do you balance everything? How do you start to save money? How do you, you know, stay relaxed in a world where you're trying to do so much? So it's about that whole journey. And that's what I really want to um, highlight and grow in this position. Right. So the organization is about, and I'm going to pull your, your organization's own words about workforce development. Um, and I do want to keep, we're, we're, we're jumping ahead. I had one more question uh, about OPB and about radio before we jump ahead. Obviously uh, we are on a radio station here and I just want personal opinion, professional opinion. Why does radio matter? And, and again, I understand that OPB is expanding uh, into storytelling and, and, and has, you know, it's TV medium, but just what, what do you like about radio? What, what is it that, 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 uh, you enjoyed about that medium? Oh man, so much. And I was so happy when X-Ray started. How many years ago is that now? Eight. Eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Just so cool to have another, um, radio station of such influence, growing influence in Portland, really amazing. Aside from that, I started in radio actually at the big beginning of my career back at the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. So I've been in radio all my whole life, if you want to sort of focus it on that medium. And, you know, like so many people, it's about having the intimacy of the story and the news in your ears, right? It's about being able to imagine it yourself. It's being able to drive somewhere and listen and just intensely listen. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, Something else that I love is that you're exposed to stories that you might not otherwise be exposed to. You know, we zip around on the internet and we can just pick out the things that we want to see or want to read. But if you're sitting there just listening to a live broadcast, you don't know what's coming up next, right? And you're going to be surprised and you're going to be in the middle of hearing someone have a radically different opinion than you. And you have to listen, you know, you're not really necessarily, it's going to be too late by the time you like zip over and listen to something else. So I kind of love that. I love that surprise. And I love that feeling of getting to hear more than what you kind of are expecting and what's in your current um, dial, you know? Absolutely. But also, think- of course, I also have to say to that, you know, as we move to podcasting, that's a beautiful new thing that then can keep it alive, right? Sort of different way of using it. But there was a time when we all thought radio's dead. You know, the internet's taking over, radio's dead. What's going to happen to it? And now podcasts are just, you know, everyone's listening to podcasts. And so it's giving radio or that audio medium an entirely new life, which I think is great. Yeah, it is. It has been a very exciting uh, past ten years or or so for for radio to really see it um, revitalized uh, and reimagined. Um, I want to shift gears. What do you love about it? <laughs> you know, a lot of what you said. I I love that intimacy. Um, I have talked about or I've taught radio production before, and I've used Radio Lab as an example. They make such beautiful soundscapes. And there's one sample that I've used before. It's about a laughter epidemic that happened in, in a, uh, an African nation. 
and they have different sounds, the sounds of a car starting, the sounds of keys jingling. And I have my students listen to those sounds and then write down the images. And it's amazing that each student writes down often different images. The keys are either on a big ring or the keys are in somebody's pocket, but they have personalized that sound into their own image. And I think that that is an example of how intimate radio can be. You know, as people are listening to us right now, they're probably imagining what I look like and what you look like. Uh, and and that's, that's very much personalized. <laughs> Poor souls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking yeah, it's of- about, It's about being active too. It's about being active in your listening, right? That you're not just reading things, but you're actually having to like ignite that part of your brain where you're wondering what those keys look like. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, and so speaking of what things look like, that is part of your organization. And granted, that is the tip of the iceberg, but I wanna start with that idea of um, dress for success. I mean, in its name and in some of its superficial function, is about providing uh, women uh, uh, clothes for interviews and for work, um, you know, and, and that does start with that judging a book by its cover. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about um, why this is important, and and then and then just the logistics of of how dress for success works? I know that's that's a lot to cover. No, that's fine. No problem. I would say um, it's a couple of things. And I'd like to remind you and all of our listeners that I've been in this position for three weeks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this yeah. is the beginning. Well, well, by the time people are listening, it will be the end of three weeks. So I'd like to put that caveat around most of my answers. Um, but I guess think about it in a couple of ways. First of all, it might seem superficial, the clothes that you put on. But how different do you feel if you go from wearing scrubby jeans and an old t-shirt to suddenly having to wear, I don't know, like a new shirt and some fresh pants and like have a new haircut, for example. It does or it can make you feel different. And we're talking about women who are coming in who don't have the privilege of those things to boost them a little bit. You know, we're talking about single mothers. We're talking about people who have survived domestic abuse. I think it's 58% of our clients have survived domestic abuse. We talk about people who are living with a disability. We talk about people who have been incarcerated. How do they come out of prison and go and apply for a job and feel secure and confident in that? So it's more about the confidence and that internal feeling than the clothes that they're actually wearing. And um, I, I think that's also something that probably is very relatable to some people right now. And on that idea is I think a lot of people have been wearing sweatpants and t-shirts while they've been at work. And, and you're right, I, you know, that difference of putting on uh, a smart looking suit and what that does to self-confidence um, is, is remarkable. And another part of it is we're also really growing other parts of the clothing that we provide. For example, scrubs. So if you get a position in the healthcare industry, 
what if you don't have the money to buy the scrubs that you would need in order to be able to do your job? We have an entire section just for that. What if you're working in the trades, for example, and you don't have the right boots to be able to wear, the steel-toed boots? We're there to help all that spectrum of, of women in all sorts of different jobs, not just kind of the expected blazer and pants. Wait, and, and, and Sarah, let, explain this to me. Where, where is that clothes coming from? And then, and then Dress for Success actually has a store, I mean, or a, a, a warehouse, right? Well, the warehouse, if we were on video right now behind the, the wall behind me, it's, that is the warehouse. It is an enormous space filled with clothes. Um, a couple of minutes ago, you asked me about how it works. So here, here's the brief on that. Um, we are fortunate enough to have clothing donated from people across, across Oregon, really, of course, mostly here in Portland. We used to have open donation days where people could just bring anything. But of course, we found that we got too heavy in the blazers, for example. But then we didn't have clothes for women who are size 24. So we started to really say, hey, we appreciate all these donations, but if you could help us kind of grow in this area or that area, that would be really appreciated. So now we have specific call out dates where we're really looking for things to help our women in need. And then for how it works from there, it's so cool. We have volunteers who are in here and they're sorting everything. There are piles of clothes and they're sorting them into all the different racks and getting them all organized so that when a woman um, is in need of something. And we served almost a thousand women last year in 2020. What happens now that it's post COVID is they get a call, they're referred to dress for success by a referring agency like DHS, for example, they get a call from one of our volunteers, who's a stylist. And you can sort of think of it like stitch fix because the stylist gets on the phone with them and says, and introduces themselves and says, so what are you looking for? What's the kind of job you, that you're looking for? What's your style? What do you feel comfortable in? What's going to give you confidence? Then that stylist walks through our store, our warehouse, and picks things specifically that will suit that woman. It's fantastic. Being in here, watching those volunteers walk through with the sort of pride of knowing I'm getting clothes for Betty, for example, I'm really thinking through what she will want. And it goes right down to your jewelry and your shoes and everything. Then we have a ton of other things. We have bras and underwear. We have makeup stuff. We can have people have a consultation to get their hair done, like the whole gamut um, that we really have one stylist looking out for that person. Once we get a little bit back to our post-COVID days, we'll have more of those women coming in and kind of having that one-to-one -one reaction or, or uh, experience with a stylist here. Just right now, it has to be a bit more digital, of course. Sarah Rothenflutch is the new executive director for Dress for Success and obviously very excited about, uh, about I, I, the, the enthusiasm is just coming off of you. It's, it's wonderful to hear. We're going to take a little music break. China Forms recently performed at a virtual gala that Dress for Success had. Do you have one of the songs that really resonated with you or that, that you enjoy that we could play right now? Well, I guess you could use the very sort of, it seems to like 
typical and expected, but she did such a beautiful job that resonated with the people who were participating in our event. It's got to be nine to five. It's got to be her version of Dolly's main hit, nine to five. I'm excited to hear it.
That was China Forbes performing uh, Dolly Parton's Nine to Five at a recent virtual gala uh, for Dress for Success. We are talking with the new executive director, Sarah Rothenflutch, who um, has been on the job for less than a month, uh, is very enthused about it, and has been explaining to us before our music break how clients can come in and, and um, get stylized and, and get the right clothes for job interviews and jobs. I want to back up a little bit. How do these women find out about your organization? So we actually work with, I think, again, three weeks in, I think it's about 200 referring agencies. So these are social service agencies around the state who have us as a service for them. And when they have a woman who they know could use this help, they refer them over to us. And it could be for the clothing part, or it could be for the four week job training, for example, it could be any version of the work that we do. And, and so is, is that, that four week job training, is that the beyond the suit program or is that, is that just more of a, I, I, I looked on the website and it said, our career center takes women's job res readiness. And I like this quote unquote, beyond the suit to help raise their chances of success in a job market. Um, can you explain what that, how that looks and what that does? Totally. I'm not sure that we call it beyond the suit, but it, that's what it's doing anyway. So what it is, one of our programs is called the fast track program. And I just sat in on one of my first sessions last week. Now that it's in these post-COVID or current COVID days, they're virtual. They are every Thursday for, I think it's three hours. And a woman can sign up to participate in that. And there are, there's someone from Dress. And then this last time there were three or four volunteers who were like one retired executive, one head of HR at a big company, one like independent person. I can't remember all of their positions. And then in that one, there were four attendees. Now, sometimes there are a lot. This one, there were four. So imagine you have four high powered executives, professionals, and you have four people who are in need of help. Man, it was like one-on-one. -on -one. It was like, what sort of work are you looking for? Let's explore the kind of places that you can search for that. Let's, sh let's show you this um, website and walk you through it that can show you what other possible career opportunities there could be besides the one that's sort of most obvious that you're looking for. It is really cool. So that right now is a four-week session, three hours at a time. I think it'll go back to in-person sometime soon. Um, and you talked, you talked earlier about that idea of empowerment. And I just have to think if, if, if I'm a woman sitting in that seat and like some of the circumstances you've cut, you've said, I just came out of incarceration or I'm, I've come out of an abusive relationship. And I have this woman executive sitting across from me that clearly cares about my future. That has to feel very empowering. That has to feel like I am in this league as well. That's a hundred percent it. It's really about so much more, like I was saying, than the clothes. And some of the people who are the volunteers in the clothing part, for example, the stylist I was talking about, I was speaking to one person recently and she was like, what I really 
love in my career, she works separately, is I'm a counselor. And when I come here and I walk a woman through this part of the process, and I know I can hand her off to this fast track program and the mentoring program as well, I really feel like I am helping her through this journey, not through just one piece of clothing, but through this whole journey. You know, because we have to remember too that women aren't just women. It's not like one person coming in, dealing with this one thing in her life. They're mothers, they're single mothers, they're people with a disability, they're people who are trying to balance it all. In COVID, how are they doing childcare? How many of them have lost their jobs because they're trying to do childcare as well or or helping ailing parents or whatever? It's about an intersection of what these women are dealing with and what the impact is not just on them, but then on their family or their community or the people that they reach on a day-to-day basis. Sarah Rothenfutch is the new executive director for Dress for Success. Hey, our time has gone really quick. This has been so uh, energizing and, and wonderful to learn more about the program. If people want to support and, and either donate clothes or, or become a mentor, um, just real briefly, how, how is that possible? You know, probably the easiest way, because things are sort of changing a lot right now, is just to go over to our Dress for Success Oregon website, or to follow us on Instagram or LinkedIn, and you'll get regular updates. The team here is fantastic. One of the things coming into this position, I didn't realize how much a small group of people were doing. So Check out our website. There's information about how to contact us there. That's probably the easiest way to suggest at this point. Congratulations on the new job. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps, that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.